if you are located outside of the European Union, the United Kingdom and or Switzerland, then you need an authorized representative. So I have a good news, you have found it with Easy Medical Device. And if you are also in need of an importer in Europe and in Switzerland, then contact us definitely at info at easymedicaldevice.com. I-N-F-O at easymedicaldevice.com and I'm sure we can help you. Welcome to the Medical Device Made Easy Podcast. I am Munir Alazuzi, a medical device expert specialized on quality and regulatory affairs. My mission is to help you learn how to place a compliant medical device on the market. For that, I share with you my experience and the one of others on this podcast. Are you ready for your dose of regulation and standards today? Okay, so let the show begin. Welcome to the Medical Device Made Easy podcast. Here is Munir Lazuzi from easymedicaldevice.com. And today we will give you an update of the Udamed database. So the Udamed database is the European Medical Device database. Uh, and we have mainly um, some updates that happened, or mainly we try to give you some updates. And for that, I have with me the guru of Udamed, which is Richard Julian from Udamed.com. So Richard, welcome to the Medical Device Made Easy podcast. Manir, always a pleasure talking with you. Great. I mean, it's been a long time that we had we didn't have an episode together because I suppose there was a lot of not a lot of changes. But now yeah. we start to hear a lot of changes, and I wanted to also give some updates to the to the people. But before that, can you just make a small introduction of yourself? Um, my background is actually IT. It's not medical devices. I'm over twenty eight years in IT. When I started out, I had a full head of hair. Now, I did twelve years. With Udamed, I started with the European Commission in 2011 working on Udamed, and I left them in 2019 before going into our own thing with Udamed.com and the submission software and the training and basically anything to do with Udamed. And we've actually expanded now to bring in the, the good ID, and we're going to go with the TGA from Australia and Swiss Medic with their Swiss Demed when that's yeah. ready to rock and roll. Great name, great name. Um, so, yeah. Anything to do with Udamed, the, the submission software, we can help from big companies to small companies. Great. Yeah. And as I said, we have made already a lot of videos also explaining what is Udamed and how it's working since a long time. But now, um, just to give a, a, a feedback of, of to the people mainly about Udamed again. So um, what is Udamed and what is available actually within Udamed? Because Udamed is not completely finalized or finished now. Yeah. So mainly, what, what is it and why we need that? And mainly, uh, what is available actually on, on, the, on the database there? Okay. As you said in your introduction, it's the European Medical Device Database. It has actually, there are previous incarnations that are only available to the European Commission and the competent authorities. They're still called Udamed, but they're hidden away. Nobody else can see them. Initially, it was just a way to track the, the medical devices, see what's available on the market, see who's, who's supplying into, into Europe, etc. It was then extended to take in some of the serious incidents, but only for the competent authorities. But because of some issues over the years, in particular, the, the likes of the PIP case with the industrial silicone, there was nowhere to look. There was nowhere to find out. There was nowhere to figure out what was wrong. Where were these, where were these bad things coming from? So the new legislation, the MDR and the IVDR, was, uh, was worked on. My first introduction for, 
following legislation through came in 2012 when I started doing the, the, the working groups with the commission and then following all the, the legislation through. But Udamed is the core of all the legislation. It's the peace right slap bang in the middle. If you want to comply with MDR and IVDR, you have to put your data in Udamed. Now, the level of data that's going in there, for those that are familiar with the good ID system, there's like 64 data points, not all of them mandatory. Udamed has over 104. And of that 104, there are many where you can have multiple entries. So, so some people have described the good ID where you can put everything on one line of a spreadsheet. On the spreadsheet templates that we produced for, for Udamed, there's 20 tabs. It's like a relational database purely because you've got so many places you can put uh, multiples of data. For the manufacturers, once the transition periods are done, once Udamed is fully functional, if they want to sell their products in Europe, they have to be an Udamed. Yeah. If they're not an Udamed, you cannot legally sell your products. It's it's very very simple. Exactly. And yes, yeah, some of the um, the other jurisdictions, then your Singapore's and some other countries, they're looking at Udamed as the starting point. They want to see your CE mark. They want to see your data in Udamed, which incidentally is um, one of the issues that's now appearing to do with their MDR extension. Okay. Because companies are saying, yeah, 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 we have the extension. Look, we have this document from the, the competent authority or the notified body, but your certificate's out of date. And they're going, but how is this possible? So then these other jurisdictions are then contacting the, the notified bodies and the competent authorities and going, well, is, the, is this correct? Is, this, is it really the way it's supposed to be? And one of the things that we requested that they add to Udamed was some way to add your legacy device yep. and just connect the document. So it's all there in your face. But yep. the commission said they'll take all these things on board after 2027, which is kind of interesting. Exactly. But, and and so Udamed is not mandatory for the moment. So it's also why you have some... Um, some um, kind of dis differences or discrepancies between on the database. Um, I will come. I, I always compare Udamed with what the US are doing with the the, uh, the database also in the US for products. So in the US, you can see the manufacturer, you can see the products, you can see everything. So you know if this product is really approved in the US. And I suppose other jurisdictions are doing the same to verify yeah. that the product is approved in the US. They go to the database, which is public also, and they can go and check everything. So now, actually, I have a lot of people that are asking me, oh, how can I sh uh, how can I know if this product is really CE mark? I say, for the moment, you cannot. But in future, you will be able to do that with Udamed when it will be uh, fully, uh, fully authorized and, and mandatory for everybody. Then everybody will have to register their products inside. So there is no, no possibility for you to not know if this product is CE marked or not, because from class one to class three, every product should be uh, also registered on the, on the database. Um, we, have, we have actually had some importers in Europe already refusing to bring in American products yeah. because they were not an Udemed. We had exactly. one panicked company phone us one night. Can you get us in there really quickly? They had a thousand IVDRs. And once we got them in there, then the importer said he was going to bring them in. And again, you can, you can understand it because the importers, there's a lot of legal obligations on these guys now. There's a lot of liability there if it gets wrong. So for the companies, 
they should be looking at doing it now. They yeah, yeah. should be getting the data in there now. Exactly. And uh, actually, so as of today, was there any bugs, any issues or any anything that are, were happening within the database or everything works well now and uh, we have always those developers or people that are uh, working on the background that are really solving all the issues that they are discovering? The last problems we had were sorted in February. Okay. Since February, we have had no, we've had no um, uploads, XML uploads being blocked because of bugs in Udemed. So as far as I'm concerned, hand on heart, I think that the Udemed device module is perfect at the moment. It mightn't look so pretty for some people. Some people still complain about it because the amount of data that's required, but the actual module itself is taking in the data and it's displaying it on the other end publicly. It's working perfectly. I, I see absolutely no reason why people aren't putting their data in there now. Hey, just a second. Do you need a EU, Swiss or UK representative? Then choose Easy Medical Device. We can represent you and also become your importer. Contact us at eo at easymedicaldevice.com. When, when we talk now about Udamed, we, we talk a lot about mandatory, not mandatory. We talk a lot, as you said, also some importers ask you to be on Udamed while it's not mandatory to be on Udamed for the moment. Uh, we have some people that ask you for the SRN number while SRN number is provided only when you are registered on Udamed, which is not mandatory. So is there still, is it still not mandatory or is it really mandatory now to register on Udamed? It was supposed to be mandatory, I believe, about a year, year and a half ago yeah. to register your company. However, because Udemed is so far away from being fully functional and it, it in itself is not mandatory, it's not currently mandatory, but as a big but, it takes very little time to yeah. register for your SRN. If you want to pay someone to do it for you, hey, we offer the service, but... Uh I help I help companies about that. And yeah, it, it takes 20 minutes. As long as you are ready, you have the documents that are signed and ready to be uploaded. Yeah, yeah. 20 minutes, it's done. It's finished. So we are helping because as we are also authorized representative, so our customers are calling us and say, oh, can you help me for the digital new domain? So yeah, let's jump on a call. And 20 minutes after, it's done. So it's not like we are taking a lot of time. No, it doesn't. And companies have to do it anyway. Yeah. I mean, when someone says you need to go get your DUNS number, people just go get it. There's no difference in getting your SRN number. Just maybe a document that needs to be signed. And you need to know your exact address on the documents and stuff like that. But there's absolutely no reason not to get it. Um, without it, you cannot register a device. Yeah. Without it, you don't exist. Um. Yeah, this... but we have also the other, uh, the second part. So when we are registering on the Udamed database, we have then uh, first they are sending an email to us as authorized representative if they are located outside of Europe. Then they say, is it really your customer? Or are you really authorized representative to them? Then we, we go to our account in Udamed and say yes. Mm -hmm. And then they send that to the member states so Belgium or French authority or whatever. And then the authorities have to review and approve and give you the SRN number. So the problem is that we have a lot of customers that contact us and say, Munir, it's been three weeks, four weeks, five weeks, and we still have nothing. Is there an issue? We go to the website and we see, no, there is, I mean, it's still under, under review by the authorities. So 
Is there um, a, a sort yes. of solution here? Or is there a situation here? Yes, 100%. There are some countries that have decided, or some competent authorities that have decided they are not approving anything until close to when Udemed is fully functional. Okay. And it's very irritating, both for you as the authorized rep, for the client, for importers, etc., and the manufacturers. It is so irritating. We have one applicant Poland for it must be six months now for an importer. Whereas before I actually registered manufacturers in Poland. No, there was a delay, but not nothing like now. I've contacted them because there's no point emailing the European Commission when your registration is held up. Yeah. It is nothing to do with them. Legally, they cannot do anything for you. But yet everybody keeps trying to email the commission going, oh, we can't get this. This morning we had emails from uh, some companies in Romania. Same thing. They can't get anything through. And this is 100% down to the competent authority. It is nothing, absolutely nothing to do with the European Commission. So you need to chase your own competent authority. Exactly. And uh, and um, actually, uh, as we talked about uh, mandatory, not mandatory. So do we have a timeline now when when Udamed will be? Because actually we have three modules. There are three additional that should be uh, released. Um, when will the Udamed will be completely available? And when it will be then mandatory uh, to use Udamed for your registration of company, of products, etc. So is there an official timeline now that is issued? Because I think the last one was in February or March and there was no change or, and it's not visible anymore. I, I tried to go to my link that I was yeah. using before and it's a uh, error. It's for, for, so like uh, it's, it has never existed what you have, what you are looking for. Say what? But uh, yeah. So is there now an official timeline? Okay. Things have got complicated again. Okay. Again. So the time, the timeline that everybody has would have had Udemed fully functional in Q4 2024. Okay. okay. Now that was after the minimum viable product has been created, after the development has stopped, after the audit, the mandatory audit, Yeah. after that was completed. And one last thing, the official journal. You have to put the um, notice in the official journal. Then six months after that, then it's mandatory. So everybody was kind of happy with that. Like yourself, I keep an eye on some of these um, publications and the timelines disappeared. Okay. <laughs> but then there was an Udemed working group in June. And the commission have just in the last week or so released the, the minutes from that. And the commission never take responsibility for a delay okay okay it's never their fault okay it was covid it was changing directorates it's it's never their fault so what they said was that they have to move the audit they're going to move it forward three months and then they think the audit is going to take an extra three months making it nine months okay so if we go from there, what that means is the audit will finish in Q4 2024. Okay. Then the official 
journal publication is made. Then you wait six months. So 2025 so, then. It looks like either Q2 or potentially Q3 2025 for it to be fully functional. Okay. Now, for manufacturers, do not take this as an excuse to go, hey, we don't need to touch anything. We can all relax now. Do not. And I know I've been, do you know what? I've been saying this since 2019. And now we've got thousands and thousands of devices in for our clients. They're done. They're finished. But there's a whole load of companies who've done nothing. Yeah. They haven't collated the data. They're considering doing their basic UDI and UDI, DI groups, considering it, but they still haven't done it. And then after they do that, they have to get all the data together. When they get all the data together, then they have to see, does it pass the Udamed rules? And if all of that is good, then they create the XML files. Now, to create the XML files and do that validation, they also have a lot of choices. Are they going to do it themselves? Are they going to create their own IT project? If they do, they are absolutely 100% off their trolleys. Because for half a million euros, you will get a very, very basic system. And then you will have to keep that team together for years. Every time there's an update to Udemy, you're going to have to update. So this half a million is going to cost over 20 years. If they outsource, it doesn't have to be to me. It can be to some other companies. But if they outsource, they will be able to use their products for 10, 20 years for less than it will cost them to create the system. Exactly. And uh, mainly, um, if if a company has maybe one or two products, I yeah. suppose there is no need to go through that route. But if no. you start to have like 100, 200, 300, 400, 1,000 products, then I suppose that route is the best because you will verify everything. And I, if I remember once you said, if there is one mistake on it, the Udamed will be uh, yeah refusing all the all the all the yeah. files. Yeah. Now, our smallest client has seven UDIs. Okay. Seven UDIs. Yeah. And I said to the guy, I said, look, there's no point in coming to us. You can type these in. And he says, I don't want to type them in. <laughs> and I said, well, if you come to us, we'll give you a spreadsheet template. You're still going to have to put the data in there. He said, that's fine. And I said, I'm going to charge you for doing this. I said, honestly, seven UDIs, you can just go straight to Udemy. He said, no, I don't want to touch anything regulatory. That I don't have to. No, no I agree. And as I, I said, as as soon as you have somebody that knows better than you and that can help you and that can sort your thing, because as, as we said, it's here registration on a database. You have to have the correct information, correct data. Uh, you have to be um, on the safe side because you are selling products. So at the end, yeah, yeah. I agree that sometimes um, use one, professionals one, to do that. One one additional um, thing, warning, whatever way you want to put it. When Udemed was first conceived, and or not first conceived, but when we were working on it, and on the initial information from the commission, all the markets were not mandatory. Yeah. Initially, you just had to put in your first market exactly. and you were done. They've changed it quietly. Okay. If you, if you look at the, um, the latest user manuals, they've slipped in that for class one and class A, all you have to do is your very first market. 
for all the other classes. They want to know all the markets you're in and all the markets you're planning to be in. Exactly. And that I, is mandatory. I saw, I saw that also because when I was visiting the Udame database, I opened randomly because for my courses, um, I, I, I show people Udame, I, I, I go to, to inside and I show exactly what's inside. And yeah, I was surprised to see that some, some companies have placed all the countries where they are selling the device and say, why are they doing that? And yeah, now I understand that apparently it's mandatory. But it was a, to, to this was this. never communicated. This was just slipped in there. And um, one, one other point on um, legacy devices. Initially, most of our companies were saying, no, we're not putting in the legacy devices. There's no, we don't have to. We're going to go to MDR, etc." But since the extension, since the MDR extension turned up, they are of all started rethinking because they're going to extend the, um, the certificates, the availability of their devices, which then puts them at a risk of a vigilance issue. Yeah, that's yeah, that's cool. life. But if Udamed is mandatory and their products are still for sale and they have a vigilance issue, then that data has to be in Udamed. Exactly. So we now have a lot of companies putting in their legacy device data because, because of this one reason. Exactly. And I saw that also. I saw that when you are visiting, I would really encourage people to go to visit. You can go on the show notes and you have the Udamed page and you can go there and visit. Uh, you will see that, yeah, some products that are registered are under, still under MDD. They're not under yeah. MDR. You, it's mentioned there. So, yeah, you have legacy devices inside. It's not mandatory, but it's better to have them because if you have any issue on the market, if you read correctly the Article 120 of the UMDR, uh, post-marketing surveillance, vigilance, registration of economic operators is an obligation uh, per uh, the Article 120. Uh, so then uh, mainly uh, if you have vigilance reporting, then you have to use, because when you have a vigilance reporting, you have to fill a, a document which asks you for the uh, UDIDI and uh, UDIPI, etc. of the product. And yeah. if you don't have, because you are still under MDD, then you have to use the UDAMED ID and UDAMED DI that is created by UDAMED then the, uh, there. So yeah, there are a lot of subsidy, but I really encourage you to be on UDAMED so that uh, yeah everything is um, is uh, on the safe side wh when you will have a vigilance reporting. Yeah. Um, we have also some um, playground uh, that is existing uh, for UDAMED. Uh, so what is this playground and how can we use that? Okay, the playground is the commission's test area. That's the easiest way of putting it. Anybody can register. Same as you could register for production, you can register for the playground. It's the exact same process. You still have to register your company. If you're an authorized rep, you still have to get them to tick the box. The competent authority still has to um, approve your registration, etc. But once all that's done, you can play with Udamed. Now, you may wonder, why would anybody want to play with Udamed? There's several good reasons. First of all, your XML files. Upload them to the playground first. If you've got loads of mistakes in there, nobody sees it. Exactly. Nobody sees it. It's only you. The competent authority will not come to you because you did something horribly wrong inside your XML on the playground. It's only your data. You don't get any emails from the playground. Even when you get approved for your SRN, you don't get any emails from it. There's nothing that comes out of this. So that's, that's the first thing. The second thing is, Anytime there's updates to Udamed or anytime there's new modules coming in Udamed, 
they're on the playground first and they're on the playground for six months before they go to production. You can go onto the playground now and look at vigilance. In a few months time, you're going to see the first parts of uh, clinical investigations or yeah, clinical, clinical investigations and performance studies, that module, but everything is going to be available on the playground first. If there's some things on the playground that you think are completely wrong and they go completely against the regulations, etc., this is where you refer to. You write to the commission, you say, this is wrong, this is missing, this is the way it should be. If you're right, this is where they update it. But if you wait until it goes to production, it's too late to complain. In the yeah. in the in the minutes from the from the commission, they talk about the competent authorities testing. They're not testing it enough. Okay. The notified bodies with the certificates, they're not testing it enough. But when they go to use it on production, they're going, oh no, this is wrong. We need to change this. And the commission, they're very clear in the minutes, and you're going to put the link to the the minutes yeah, there. I'll put on the show notes, yeah. Yeah, they're very clear that people have to test it. When, when I was with the commission, when we first started testing the, the, the actor module, when we went to the working groups, then we were expecting loads of feedback, etc. Most of them hadn't touched it. And it's like when people complain about governments, if you didn't vote, you don't have a say. Exactly. If you voted, you can say. So people need to test it. And again, the playground is open to all the companies. You can test everything. You can, if, if you decide that you're going to create your own training course for your internal people, again, why reinvent the wheel? But if you decide you want to do it, this is how you do it. Exactly. No, I think it's a, it's a, it's a good point here. And uh, I think we have now more clarification on mainly the fact that if it's mandatory or not, or if we should register the, our company and products in, in, in the Udame database. Um, and from your side, you talked to us about some elements like spreadsheet, like training, like uh, service that you can do. So why people then should contact you exactly? If you look at the Udame documentation, and there's loads of it, yeah, there I really saw a lot of loads. user manuals and yeah. Yeah, and if you look at the technical documentation then and you try to read it, the best thing that you can get out of that documentation is a cure for insomnia. <laughs> exactly. It is awful. However, it was never written for regulatory affairs people. It was written for IT people. But most of the company's IT people They don't code these kind of things. They don't write these kind of things. So there's really a bit of a disconnect there. So I accidentally started running training courses. I'm not a trainer, never was a trainer. I've told you the story many times. We ended up running training courses and we've trained over a thousand people at this stage. And some of the people that came along, they concentrated on doing all the documents. We had one particular guy who was absolutely brilliant. He had studied for six weeks and he still came with 18 crucial questions and when i answered the questions he said he tore the documentation apart and he could not find those answers so while the documentation is built for it people there's a lot of presumptions in there that obviously you're going to know this bit obviously you can do this so first of all there's the training they don't have to sit through one of our courses we also have the self-paced where they can um, watch the videos pause replay etc They're always up to date. Always up to date. 
I really uh, if, advise here yeah, because I think you have run those trainings since a long time now. Uh, yeah. So you received a lot of maybe feedback, experience, etc. So then you you know already what kind of question they will ask you. You know already all the answers, and you know m maybe how how they should address something that, as I said, is not written on the on their user manual, which is great. So I really recommend you yeah to to participate to one of those trainings. So on on top of that, then with all the submission software, if you want to get your data into Unibet, we can supply the consultants to put the data together for you. We can run the project for you. If you don't want us to do that bit and you just want the software, we have the software. If you don't want any of that, we also just have the templates so you know what data to collate to, to put the data together. At this stage, I'm, I'm surprised I'm still talking about Udemed because I left the commission in 2019. We've been doing our own stuff since then, obviously. But I would have expected it all to have been live by now. But there's still so many people who haven't touched it and they're in for a horrible shock when they do, because it, re it really is a, it's a monster, but it's also a very ambitious project. Yeah, true. It's the second biggest system that the commission have ever made. That's huge. Now it's very expensive. They're very slow with it, but leaving that aside, it's still a very ambitious project because it puts all the systems together. Yeah. Um, and I, I yeah. think that, yeah, for the people that are not maybe hearing about Udamed and this and that maybe they hear about it but they know that there is an extension they know that uh, they have still sometimes etc so i know those people because usually when the, the day before when something will be in place or is mandatory they say oh can you help me now can you uh do, yeah. help us to do this and that but this is the, the point is that people are always waiting the last moment but i really recommend you it's easy do it now uh you will not struggle because as we say also the srn number you can maybe take some time to receive it so don't struggle yourself and uh ask for it now you will maybe receive it in six months but it's fine because it's still not mandatory for the moment and when you receive it then you use that or your data uh, place them now because maybe at certain point there will be a lot of people that will be coming yes. to place their data and then everything will bug so but you you are safe because your data were already there, always there before etc etc so be proactive i can say on that it, it it can take months to put this data together so even while you're waiting for your srn you can be getting your exactly. data together but if they wait this is also budget season now so they're getting yeah. their budgets for next year if they miss this year for the budget and then they decide oh we'll get it in 25 then you have a very small window and you could miss it because it can take months to get all this stuff together. So yeah, please I, I suppose, save I, yourself I, pain. I suppose people also can contact you just for a small uh, consulting to, uh, on on their yeah, situation, yeah, of course. and then they can uh, they can see what what you propose and what uh, is done. So anyway, your details will be on the show notes, the page, and everything, and all the okay. uh, the emails, uh, not the emails, the the links that we talked about today are, are on the show notes. But mainly, yeah, I really recommend you to go and uh, and. Uh, and check udamed.com uh, with Richard Julian and check what uh, what is mentioned there. Uh, and yeah, I suppose Richard, you are now making a tour of many conferences and try to <laughs> explain and explain about about Udamed. Yes, most definitely. Uh, it takes up most of the day now trying to do all these conferences. But again, all the same questions still get getting asked by the same by people at the different ones. When should we start? What should we do first? All they got to do first. Is start. Yeah, exactly. Get, okay, get so Richard, 
Richard, it was really a pleasure. Thanks for all the information and this update, because as I said, it's been a long time that we didn't have any update on Udamed. Now uh, we have this one, and I hope that we'll get more information next year about this MVP and, and all the timeline, and if there is an official timeline that is out again. Yeah. And I hope, yeah, that people will contact you also if they have any question or anything about, about uh, Udamed, because for me, you are the guru of Udamed. So <laughs> each time <laughs> I you. say to people, go to Richard Julian or get the training of Richard Julian. Because mainly this is uh, the person that is most knowledgeable about uh, about Sudan. So, Richard, thank you very much, and I wish you a nice day. Thank you very much. Thanks for listening. So if you like this episode, please provide a review on the platform where you are listening to it. And also don't forget to share it with your colleagues. Thank you very much.